man. Bring up, look, now you gotta remind these cats where it came from. You know what I'm saying? I know what you trying to do, but they need that. The streets need to know yeah. the real. Look, 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 look. The real. Half of last year I spent on the road. I see cats spend most of the time on shows. Rest of the time on hopes. Some of the cash on clothes. Rest of the cash on drove. None of the time on flows. And wonder why they don't pop. Welcome to the pro shop. Give me all your Welcome back, everyone, to the Wrestling Tonight Podcast. Man, it's been a long time, and I am very sorry for that. But, nevertheless, we gotta move on. I'll explain in a second of why I haven't been uploading. It's been a long process, but episode 13 is here. It's been over a month since I put out the last podcast. A lot of things have changed in my life. We've got two new additions to the family. You might hear them walking around. I'll try to get them to stop. But we got two dogs, Riley and Elvis, new to the family. And it has been a whirlwind to try to figure out a time to set up an upload but now the puppy's grown up some they both got used to the home so i think it's time to settle right back in and man do we have a lot to talk about so i'm just gonna start where we need to take over toronto get right into it and what a show it was so not going to spoil tonight's episodes, but they do have them on here. We'll get right into the first match that happened. <clears throat> Street Profits, Undisputed Era, Tag Team Match. Street Profits are well over. Angelo, Dawkins, Montez Ford, Champs coming in. Everyone this night was rocking some retro Toronto Raptors, purple, red look. An Undisputed Era came out on a mission. Well, it didn't happen like they planned. Street Profits pick up the win. There's a lot going on backstage after the match. O'Reilly, Fish were upset, saying that the, they pinned the wrong man that was in the ring. So we'll see the outcome and fall out of that. Second match of the night, Io Shirai against Candice LeRae. Which really showed the heel of Shirai and all this. And I was talking to a buddy of mine at work. And I'm not a fan of how Io Shirai turned heel. Because it's you're getting upset that your friend was trying to help you. That's how this is going down. But her as a heel is way better than what many people could be. Face or heel. Do I believe she should be the one to dethrone Baszler? Yeah, she should. But right now, we're going to focus on building her up as the heel. And maybe we'll do a turn down the road. Or we'll have two heels go at it. Anyway, she picks up the win. Makes Larray tap. Io Shirai is shown she's going to be the force again in the NXT Women's Division. Third match of the night, triple threat for the North American title, Velveteen Dream, the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne, and Roderick Strong. 
this match is second on the list of being match of the night. I enjoy all three of these guys as a worker. They're all nice. They're all champion wrestlers. They're the top of NXT. And having them fight for your mid card just shows how much it means to be on the show. Velveteen Dream continues to retain in his run as North American champion. Interesting here that Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong both went into this match. So, we'll see how this ends up going down the road. Fourth match of the night, Shayna Baszler defeated Mia Yim. And this was nice to have Mia Yim come out here and show that she could be one of the top women in NXT for the time being. Baszler makes her tap out, pass out, but it's nothing to discredit Yim for being her first takeover and losing. Shayna Baszler is just on a Asuka type run right now with the NXT Women's title. You see all the women that have come through and held the NXT title from Bailey to Sasha to Asuka going through for a year and a half to Kyrie Sane and then to Baszler and she hasn't dropped a since. I don't see her dropping anytime soon. Like, yeah, she's starting to hit the point to where her run needs more competition. So maybe next takeover, it's going to be triple threat. Or maybe it'll be a fatal four-way. Who knows? But it's going to get to that point in her title reign that it's going to need more obstacles thrown against her instead of these one-on-one competitions. Then the main event of the night, NXT Championship match, two out of three falls, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. And each of these matches had a stipulation. First match of the night was a singles match. Adam Cole said he wanted to prove that he could beat Gargano in the ring one-on-one. Well, he picked up the first fall, but it wasn't by the way he wanted to. Gargano got upset, grabbed a chair, and started beating the hell out of Cole. This led to the second fall of the night, which was a street fight. And this was picked by Gargano. So Gargano did everything he could, tossed Cole all around the arena at this point, and just beat the holy hell out of him. Then got him into the submission with the kendo stick to make him tap. This led to the third fall of the night, which was chosen by... NXT GM, William Regal. And if you saw in the pre-show, he announced what it was going to be. And it was a barbed-wired steel cage match. Where you couldn't escape. Where it had barbed wire all around the top of the ring. And then a whole bunch of... And a whole bunch of weapons all around it. If you've seen the Asylum match between Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho a few years ago at Extreme Rules, this is what it reminds you of. With all these weapons all around the ring. 
But so third fall comes of this. These two just let it all out. And the chemistry between these two guys have been just remarkable going through the whole thing. Adam Cole picks up the win. Not by luck, but he gets it by just rolling over and putting his arm on Gargano because they go flying off the top of the cage. Gargano had some barbed wire with them that he cut off the top of the cage and he's going to use to submit Cole with one more time. But he eventually held on to it. They went through two tables. Cole lands on the barbed wire, cuts himself on his side, but rolls over pins. Cole is still champ. So now the question is, where do we go from here? The NXT Breakout Tournament final with Jordan Miles and Cameron Grimes. Does one of them, whoever wins, go after Adam Cole? Or do they decide to go after Velveteen Dream? Who knows? We'll see. We'll wait and find out. Matt Riddle, Killian Dane decided to take over. And Matt Riddle calls him out and they start brawling outside. So, but yeah, TakeOver Toronto was a good show. It has its moments. The women wrestling is hard to keep build up to the whole time. We'll talk about that in SummerSlam. But yeah, overall it's a good show. I enjoyed every second of it. I like sitting down and watching NXT. I don't sit down and watch the shows, the weekly episodes, but I keep up with them enough to where I know everything that's going on. So we'll move to the next night, SummerSlam, which does not get the credit it deserves. So a couple matches were announced later in the day that Drew Gulak, well, we found this out on SmackDown Live and 205 Live, which is in my hometown, the go-home show in Detroit. I was there. It was pretty incredible. But yeah. So, Buddy Murphy versus Apollo Crews was added to the card. And then Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, who were newly the women's tag team champions, will defend it against the Iconics. To start off the pre-show, Gulag versus Oni Larkin. Gulag picks up the win, which we've seen going into 205 last night that these two had another match. Gulag retained again. But... They're not going to be done with each other. Buddy Murphy versus Apollo Crews had a weird uh, twist. Because if you've seen SmackDown Live, Roman Reigns has been having an attacker after him. A couple weeks ago, he had the support beams fall over on him and almost crush him to death, but narrowly missed him. And as they would walk up and get away. Following that Raw, he had someone drive right into him into his car luckily he was able to jump in and it missed him but so he goes into tuesday night and he figured out who was there and goes into confronts buddy murphy about this and beats him 
the, in the locker room and tells him to give him a name. And he gives him, it was Rowan that was over there. So, four minutes into the match, Rowan decides to come out and starts tossing around Buddy Murphy for throwing his name out there like that. There'll be more to the story later on, but yeah, Buddy Murphy gets the win by disqualification because Rowan decided to come beat him and toss him all around the ring. Last match on the pre-show, which was Bliss and Cross versus the Iconics uh, for the Raw, or not the Raw, the Women's Tag Team titles. Bliss and Cross retain, so it looks like their partnership's going to hold up long-term. So now we get into the main card. Kick off the show, Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Submissions match. Becky Lynch about damn near breaks Natalia's arm. This match was good. This was a good kickoff show for women's wrestling. These two held it out the entire time. Both change submission moves both use each other's submission moves at the end the man retains question to see how far she goes with her new uh enemy it looks like to be going into clash champions moving on from there we had goldberg versus dolph ziggler very odd match i don't know how it got set up all i know is in the raw the go home show the miz sets up a contract signing and doesn't face Ziggler. Instead Goldberg comes out and signs the contract. And says he's fighting him. But either way. Ziggler surprised the world. Two super kicks to Goldberg. Start off the match. Goldberg kicks out. Then eventually. Spear. Jackhammer. One, two, three. Goldberg wins. But that wasn't it. Dolph Ziggler then decides to go and call him out. Uses a bunch of slurs. Goldberg comes back, spears him again, leaves. Ziggler again wasn't done. I started saying more to him. Then Goldberg this time comes back out, sets up a running spear, spears him, cuts him in half, about kills Ziggler. And that's how the night ended for Ziggler. Moving into one of the better matches of the night, which was AJ Styles versus Ricochet. These two have been going at it the last month. The OC by Styles side, Anderson and Gallows. But yeah, these two always put on a good match no matter who's facing them. These two happen to be facing each other. Styles retains. Catches Ricochet out of the air doing a 450 to hit him with the Styles Clash to win, which was amazing because Styles is a smaller man to catch him. But moving on from there, we had Bailey versus Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's title. A very poor match out of these two. I expected more. I really expected Ember Moon to come out and win. But who knows? The way it looks. On SmackDown Live, that Charlotte could be moving on to face Bailey now after picking up her match against Trish Stratus, which Trish really showed that she still had it after all these years in the ring. But she goes on her terms, submits to the figure eight to Charlotte Flair. Flair wins. Flair shows she's the dominant. She's the queen right now. And yeah, that's how we uh, 
Uvon with Flair going after Bailey, it looks like, after defeating Ember Moon on SmackDown Live. Ninth match of the night, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Kevin Owens loses, he has to quit WWE. Shane brought out a special guest in his forcer, which will be Elias, to sit out ringside to make sure everything goes great. But Kevin Owens, all in all, picks up the win, so he's staying at WWE for the moment, but would have shown that these two are not done going after each other, so we'll see where this leads to. Now we started getting our title matches. First one, WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Which, I know I might be in the minority of this, but I'm starting to get sick of Kofi's run. I like him. He's a great wrestler in the ring, but he's so over that he doesn't really need the title anymore. And it's one of those things that some people win the title and it defines them. But others are bigger than the title that they don't need it. As in this case, Randy Orton is was trying to be a 14-time world champ. And I thought he had it at the end, but they both in a double count out. So this feud is going to live on some more. Kofi grabs the candlestick after the match and starts beating Randy all across the arena. And standing tall in front of his family. Now this match right here. Coming up. Match 11 of the night. Shaped. And changed WWE. Finn Balor going one on one with the Fiend. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt hasn't been seen in almost a year. After his injuries with him. Matt Hardy. Slowly disappeared. Then the Firefly Funhouse started to emerge. And slowly and slowly, slowly and slowly. And then all of a sudden he finally picked his target. And his target just happened to be Finn Balor. Many people wanted the Demon versus the Fiend in this match. But we couldn't get it right away. The thing is with the Demon, the Demon doesn't lose. When the Demon has been brought out and it's been a rare occasions... He doesn't lose. So, The Fiend's first match, Bray Wyatt's first match back, reinvented himself, created this more sinister and darker person, which what we've always wanted him to be, comes out and gets the win. He uses the manimal call, passes Balor out, and just every second of this match, the entrance alone changed and shaped Bray Wyatt here. It was just insane. There's been video of Johnny Gargano sitting at the watching that streamed on social media that he was just starstruck. He couldn't believe what he was watching. Like it's just one of those moments in wrestling that you're like, wow. Like it just took your breath away. And then Moving forward, these two are going to have to cross paths. And maybe the Demon finally gets a win. But the Fiend right now needs to go and build everything up. He needs to go and win. He needs to get a match at Clash going win. He needs to get a match 
Hell in a Cell going with. He needs to go to Survivor Series. TLC. Maybe the Royal Rumbles when these two cross paths. I don't know. But at a few months in, that's when The Fiend could potentially lose the match and not lose ground anymore. But at this point, he needs to build everything up that he can to continue. Then we get to the main event of the night. Universal title, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar has been beating the holy hell out of Seth Rollins the last couple weeks on Raw. Seth Rollins vows that he's going to beat Lesnar because he said it's all he has. But when you look at Brock Lesnar and what he means to WWE and what he is and what the story he can tell in the ring, this was Brock Lesnar at his best. He made everyone show that how much he means to this business. Not just WWE, but professional wrestling to have someone like this. So, this meant a lot to Lesnar, to Rollins, picking up the win. Clean, we should say. He beat him clean. And couple stomps, couple kicks, survives all the suplexes. Seth Rollins is your new Universal Champ. So we'll see where this goes from here, because I highly doubt they'll feed us Lesnar, Rollins, right away, Clash. They might stretch that out to Royal Rumble. He comes back, gets his rematch. It might be Hell in a Cell. Who knows? So we'll wait and see what's going on next with that. I'll get into Raw and SmackDown in a minute. we got a few more things to cover. A G1 Climax just ended. Kota Ibushi is your new G1 Climax winner of 2019, which will be getting his title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. He defeated Jay White out of the B block, which they both put on a prefer- impressive performance. So, congratulations to him. We'll drop that in. And then August 31st, there's going to be a, a crazy night in wrestling. We're going to have NXT TakeOver, UK, Cardiff, AEW, All Out. And then there was also New Japan that's going to be in London at the time. So three big shows all on the same day. Hopefully I am able to watch them. The missus wants to plan something that weekend, so we'll see if I can force my hand. But anyways, we'll start talking about the NXT UK card. There's only three matches on it, three title matches. We'll wait and see if there's the other two that are going to be added to it. But NXT UK Women's Champ, Tony Storm, be defending her title against Kylie Ray. Which, so this is big, getting her first opportunity. Tony Storm's going to have some new challengers. NXT UK Tag Titles. The Grizzled Young Veterans and Zach Gibson and James Drake will be defending their titles against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster's. And they'll be defending it against Gallus of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. 
so a triple threat for the titles. We'll see how that's booked. I've always been someone when there's been matches like this, triple threat and fatal four-way tag team matches, that there should be four guys in the ring. There should be a guy from each team in the ring. And if it matters, put refs on the outside to make sure everything's called correctly, that there's tags and everything else. And then it can create controversy in the match. It can create some more storylines out of it. But I don't like it when there's two teams and then the one team has to tag in that doesn't even have a partner in the ring. It just doesn't make any sense. There's no logic in this at all. For all we know, just make it a tornado tag match. And have all six guys, nine guys in the ring. It wouldn't change nothing. But anyways... That's going to be a triple threat. We'll see how it goes on in the match. And we'll see how things move forward with them. Then we're, we're going to get into probably what's going to be the main event of the night. NXT UK champ Walter will be defending his title against Tyler Bate. Imperialism. Mustache Mountain been going at it for a while now since Walter bursted on the scene and said that he wanted to fight Pete Dunne for the title. Last takeover he beats Pete Dunne. So now Tyler Bate has stepped up to the plate. It's just going to be an interesting match because Tyler Bate probably comes up to Walter's waist. So I don't see much happening with that per title change wise. But yeah, that's three matches we have so far. There's going to be a takeover Aaron today. Or not takeover, uh, NXT UK Aaron today. So we'll see if there's more matches added to it at that time. So moving to AEW All Out. And as we're getting closer to closer to October, these matches should start meaning something soon. Because as we know, they're going to start airing on TNT by that time. So they already have a full card set for this. They're going to have a... 21 Women Casino Battle Royale on the pre-show. And the winner of the match will receive an inaugural AEW Women's World Championship shot that's going to be scheduled October 2nd on the AEW show on TNT. Which, this is literally the same thing we did last show at uh, AEW. Double or nothing for Adam Page. I'm not against it. It's something you need to do. Get all your women out there. Show everyone whose name is on the list. And then, going off from there, we're going to have a three-way match. Because we can't say triple threat outside of WWE terms. Darby Allin, Joey Jelena, and Jimmy Havoc will be facing each other. I don't know much build-up to that outside of AEW terms besides Jelena trying to fight Enzo at a Blink-182 concert. Moving on from there, we're going to have Cody versus Sean Spears in a singles match. If you missed it, Sean Spears whacked Cody in the head, and I mean in the head, with the steel chair, busting him open and everything else. So these two are going to go at it. Match four of the night. We're going to move on and have 
the Lucha Bros, Penta Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Facing the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, which these two have been going at it for a long time now. It's going to be in Escuela de la Murti, which is other known as a ladder match. And it's going to be for the AAA World Tag Titles. And if you miss, they had Triple Mania couple weeks ago the lucha bros teamed up with uh one of their own i can't remember his name but it's another masked man they faced kenny omega and the young bucks so these two have been going at it for a long time now and i don't know what's going to lead to it so moving after that we're going to have another tag team match it's going to be the best friends of Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta facing the Dark Order, which is Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. And if you missed it, these two attacked them last time at Double or Nothing with their minions. But these two are going to face all tag team match. One thing to this, the winner of this match will receive a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. And I'll talk to you more about that later on. So then we get into our main matches of the night. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Which, if you missed Double or Nothing, Moxley made his debut and attacked everyone in sight. He made Kenny Omega's prime target and... Now these two are going to go at it. Then your main event of the night is going to be Hangman Adam Page going up against Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. Here's the one thing I have to put in about this whole thing. And if AEW continues to book the main people that set up AEW to continue to win, this company is not going to make it far. They're going to crash and burn easy. Now we already have Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho. Two guys that helped set up AEW going at it. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. If Omega wins, what the hell is Moxley doing there? The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. I don't see the Young Bucks winning it personally because it's the AAA tag titles. And they're going to want to start focusing on AEW in the future. Cody versus Sean Spears. If Cody pulls out the win of this match, then what was the purpose of Sean Spears smacking him in the head? You see what I mean? And I don't know all the women that are going to be in the battle royale. But let's say if someone like Brandy Rhodes ends up winning it somehow. Why is Britt Baker? Why is Allie, Awesome Kong, and all these people that are in this match, what are they doing? So you see what I mean? But, so we'll start talking about the AEW tag team. There isn't much planned for this. 
Yeah, they don't have much named in this so far. So, we'll wait and see what's going on here. Hopefully they'll announce more of it when they go live to TNT, but we'll see. So anyways, that's everything that has been going on lately. So now let's get into some other big news. We have missed a lot talking every week about Raw and SmackDown. Right now, Raw is up and running with Paul Heyman in charge. And from everything that we're being told is Paul Heyman has full control of creative. And Vince is slowly weeding his way out of it all, but still in charge, and they have to go through him at the end of the day. Okay. That's not a big deal at all. But man, has Raw stepped up and shown that Paul Heyman knows what the hell he's doing. And that's not a shocker to everyone. I don't know why it would be, but yeah. On the other hand, what's the word been going around SmackDown Live? Because Eric Bischoff really hasn't had much to say with the writers. From what I heard at first, the writers were upset that he wasn't showing up as much and talking because he was moving all the way out to Connecticut at the time. So, I don't know why the writers would be upset. The writers on SmackDown have been very shitty, and that's the best way to put it. But, we'll talk about this. SummerSlam, your second biggest pay-per-view of the year, next to WrestleMania. It didn't have Roman Reigns on the card. Who was arguably one of your top two guys in this business. It didn't have Daniel Bryan on the card. These two are supposed to face each other. But they are slowly building this storyline that Daniel Bryan and Rowan are involved in the Roman Reigns attacker. Then the SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live. Roman Reigns confronts these two. And then Daniel Bryan lets them know, hey, we know who's done it. We're going to help you catch who did it. We're going to announce it next week. So we'll wait and see next week what goes on. But these two were, quote unquote, supposed to have a match. These two are supposed to face each other. But now they're going to stretch out the storyline, which I don't know how I feel about the storyline, but. I know these two in the ring are good. Roman Reigns showed last night against Buddy Murphy. Which Buddy Murphy's finally in the limelight. But he's getting beat around and pushed around by everyone in sight. But this was Buddy Murphy's coming out party. And everyone praised him for that. So hopefully moving forward. He can go find out where our IC title is. And where Shinsuke Nakamura is hiding out at. But. That's all I have for it. We'll wait and see what more is brought for us. Since it's only the 14th of August. And we're kind of out of the fallout of SummerSlam. The good old Sasha Banks has returned. She 
put Natalia down for good. I know there's a lot of criticism, and I'm just not a fan of Sasha as much anymore. So hopefully this heel turn pushes her forward. I know the whole incident of WrestleMania between her and Bailey and all this, which led to her being gone until this time. But she looks to be lining up against Becky Lynch. Dave Meltzer is a genius by letting us know that Braun Strowman looks to be going up against Seth Rollins going forward. I don't know how he got that. I don't know what inside scoop he got from them, but seeing the end of Raw where the OC started picking the way at the Universal Champ and Ricochet came out and helped, which didn't fare much. But then Braun Strowman comes out and faces these two. Next week, we're going to get AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman. And I'm pretty excited for this match because I'm happy to see Braun Strowman back. AJ Styles is going to put up a hell of a fight against him. So we'll see how that goes. And it's for the U.S. title on top of that. But yeah. I missed you guys. I missed sitting down and recording. Happy to be back. Happy to see everyone who's going to listen to this. Give feedback. Please give feedback to me. Give me ideas what you want to talk about. I'm open to everything. I want to sit and start to include everyone in it once more. But yeah, I'm going to upload these. These are going to go right on listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Put them up on YouTube for everyone. Post them to my Instagram. Instagram's Wrestling Tonight Podcast. Twitter's hard to get going. I need more followers and leeway to get everything pushing for them. But yeah. Episode 13 is finally here. I'm back. I don't plan on leaving everyone. Ever again. And uh, I'm out. Peace. American as far as PGs, spec is the collective, and I lead it like Mateen Cleaves. Who you? Goody couldn't fill my two shoes. So many bars, I dropped 16 strictly for YouTube. I got a screw loose, still keep it together though. Full time artist, spend it all on my biz, but I'm never broke. I walk the line skillfully. You always chop it up by who you kill to be. I chop it up with brothers that'll kill for me. Think it's smarter, I'm taking action, I might make it happen. You better look at different hobbies, cause I took to rapping.